Well, thank you. Where are you located at? I'm from India. Okay. Okay. Where? India from uh, uh, South, South India. You don't have like a, a, a state or a country, I mean, or a, a city you're, you're in? You're My in all of India. You're a big guy. Yeah. <laughs> My state name is Telangana. Yeah, okay. It's okay. a newly formed uh, state. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, uh, this has been hard, so <laughs> um, I'm glad we finally got, got in contact with each other. What time, what time is it there right now? It's uh, 7 to 12 p.m. It's evening. Okay. okay. So um, do you have some time to get this done? Yeah. Okay. It's, uh, uh, yeah. It's uh, 15 to 20 minutes. I hope you have 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah, that'll be fine. No problem. Thank you and so thank much, you, sir. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for for allowing me to to get a voice. It's it's my my pleasure, sir. So uh, I thought to introduce you to my audience. Sure. So can you please introduce yourself to my audience and the world <laughs> who watches this video? Okay, I'm sorry. I thought you said you. Okay. So uh, my name is Mark Sneed. I am a writer. Um, and uh, a blogger and a podcaster. I try to do all, you know, many things. Um, I was a teacher. I used to play uh, American football. I, uh, after playing American football, I uh, played on the national rugby team. So I think people in India understand rugby better than they understand American football. And um, yeah, I. Um, have uh, I, I'm originally from Chicago and um, got my education at the University of California in Berkeley and stayed in California for about, I don't know, 20 years or so, 20, 20, 25 years. And then recently I have moved here to Florida and I've been writing since. And I, as I think I told you, I've written three books and in the process of trying to write more and just trying to, uh, I want to say, be a voice of, of black male writers because uh, I, I see that that is not a large uh, and present kind of situation. Hope that helps to give you some un understanding of who I am. So yes, you said a lot of things about yourself. Yes. So you was into rugby, uh, football, American football, which are sports, and uh, you went to university and you did your studies, and uh, you are a writer and you wrote three books, uh, and uh, you are a podcaster, right, and a blogger, and I, I'm a cyclist too, a bicyclist. I I, I um never been to India, but I know that um. That they don't, they 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 uh cycle a lot there, but don't bicycle a lot very much there. So, yeah. Um. Yeah. I I try to stay informed. Okay. So, so sir, uh, one small request. Uh, can you please uh not shake your camera? Oh, I'm so sorry. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, I got people. You, I got will, yeah. So, uh, we'll talk about your books first, then we'll go. Sure. So when you um, when you started writing, mm -hmm. when you so, started writing, when did I start writing? Yeah. Well, I've been a writer most of my life. Um, I have an English 
major, and I've been, and that's what I got in college. But prior to that, I mean, I've always been really good at writing and writing stories. And and um, when I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think exactly when I started to write professionally. And uh, when I was in college, I I used to listen to a lot of music and. Um, my college newspaper asked me to review some movie on um, not movie review some music and so that's kind of where i started writing because i got paid for it and then i decided to write for music magazines so i wrote for music magazines met a lot of like celebrities interviewed a bunch of celebrities um and it kind of been it was a, a logical step once i i stepped away from that to start to write. And so my first book is Teddy D in the World of Shadows, which is a um, kind of hard boiled uh, look at uh, a antihero who has, he, he's, his life is already, he's about to die, but he is a bad guy, but he wants to do something good before he dies, if that makes any sense. And he um, is trying to go out on his own terms as opposed to allowing people to uh, kill him and, and end his life as a bad guy. And um, that was my first book. It sold about, I, I want to say about 400, well, it's still going, but it's about four or 500 books. Uh, and that, that was self-published. And so that's really kind of, to me, a, was a good measurement of what I could do. And then my second book was a YA book, a young adult book called Bully Nation. And that's kind of, I, I, I guess it's dystopian. So it's set in the future. And it's with a black, a more black, uh, oriented uh, world because many of the whites, it's dystopian. So the, the world has kind of ended. And as the world was ending, white people said, we're out. So they jumped on, they jumped in a rocket and flew away from the world as the world was being destroyed. And only the blacks and minorities remained because they didn't, the whites chose not to, you know, uh, include them in that trip away from the destruction. And so it's really the how people remain on earth after the whites have left. And my most recent book is called uh, Nothing Simple or Easy, which is a another YA. Well, it's not really a YA book. It's a, a, a romance book, which is, you know, I, I kind of like it because it's, you know, it's romance. And it made me laugh because, I mean, sometimes as a writer, I mean, I'm a, I read books, so sometimes as a writer, I was re as I was writing it, I stopped when the main character kissed the girl he was after, and I was like, "Oh my God, they just kissed!" You know, you get excited because you you can see the process coming uh, coming into a into play, and it was just really wonderful. So I really I like it, and it's um, one of my my uh, lighter books and it, it's probably one of my more enjoyable books in the simplicity of it because it's just um a guy who falls in love with a girl on, from the wrong side of, of the of the town and him trying to just you know 
have a real love affair while all the all the madness is going on in you know in life. If that makes those are my three books. So tell me about cycling. So um, I've been a, I've I've been always been very competitive. So as I said, I was I I in college I was I played football for the University of California, and when I left football, I played for I played rugby for the University of California as well, and that got me to you know we we were national champions for the two or three years that I was there. So when I got older and my body started to break down and I didn't want to continue to play rugby because rugby is brutal, as you, you, you probably know, it's a brutal sport. And I was like, well, I'm not going to be able to run as fast as I want and I'm not going to be able to, to take all the punishment from rugby. And I thought to myself, what should I do then? Because I'm going to I always want to be active. And I thought to myself, well. I played basketball, but basketball is hard on your knees. And I was like, no, I don't want to do that. And running I've been doing and I was like, running is hard on my knees. And so a friend of mine said, well, if your knees hurt, why don't you bicycle? And I was like, "Hmm, okay." And then I got bored almost a month after I I got the bike. And I was like, this is kind of boring because all I'm doing is riding. And and a friend of mine said, you know, they they do have races. And I was like, what? And that's when I got excited because, uh, again, long as you can, long as I'm, I'm competing, I feel like I'm doing something. And so I have I've been a, a competitive cyclist for, I don't know, what, five, six years. And um, when I was in California, we raced all the time. Um, but unfortunately, well, I won't say unfortunately, it's in California is very hard because there's a lot of hills in, in California. You don't, you can't tell, but I'm a kind of big guy. I, I'm 200 pounds, and 200 pounds on a bike is not cool. You, I think, you know, to to win races, you have to be like, I don't think it's really true, but you know, generally, you you see most people are like 160 pounds or lighter, who are really racing, and I'm like, mm. so I'm never going to win, but I'm always in the races, so that's always fun. So, what is your full-time job? Say again. What is your full-time job? So um, I recently, well, I've, I've been a teacher most of my life, and I um, recently uh, stopped teaching in California to move here to Florida. And so my full-time job is writing. So, you know, trying to um, get a foothold in and become a, I don't know, the next, I don't want to be Harry Potter. I guess I want to be the next Ralph Ellison, you know, so, or... Um, maybe James Baldwin. So, so what was the subject that you taught? Uh, I, well, um, as I told you, I was, my um, degree is in English. So, surprise, I was an English teacher, and uh, I so yeah. And so, my uh, I taught actually all levels, all the way from. Well, I, I haven't taught college. I taught junior college. I don't know what that is in India, but you know, it's not university i taught the the one that's below university so um and i've taught high school and junior high and middle school only th- didn't do do like grade school stuff i couldn't do that i just can't deal with the little kids so when did you uh, start podcast and uh, what is it about <laughs> uh, our po- my pod well 
my podcast is actually a podcast with my best friend from Chicago. And it's called Two Black Critics. And the idea was that I, I've always loved movies. I love movies. And but. Well, actually, I say and but but I want to make sure this makes sense. And my best friend it was in the industry. He 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 used to he's a, a video salesman. And so obviously when video disappeared, he was he became like uh, he was he knew uh, I forget the guy's names because he, he knows everybody. But the guy who started Netflix, he worked with that guy. And so, you know, he has all this behind the scenes stuff. And like for me, I'm 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 just the guy who goes to the movie theater, sits, sits and eats popcorn and watches the movie. And if I hate the movie, I'll like I'll tell you why I hate the movie. But my friend will tell me why the movies suck and like, you know, the reason because of the cost and why they didn't get the best director and all that kind of stuff, which is to me, it's really an interesting part. And so we kind of juxtapose, I juxtapose him to to me because I'm just the the simple guy who wants to be entertained when I go see a movie. And he's the guy who can tell you about the the budget, who the director was, why he didn't get the job, why the, you know, why they cheaped out on the the special effects and stuff. And I'm like, wow, because I, you know, and and like most people, well, I don't want to say most people, like for me, I'm always surprised that many people, many of these movies are kind of like budget items. They don't really care about the movie, you know, the story, because once they like the story, but then it's like, "Mm, we're not going to pay this director or this actor because that costs more money. So they're going to pick someone a little bit lower. And I'm like, that's how they make their decisions. And so that's how we did Two Black Critics. And so it's it's informative. It's uh, fun. We've been doing it for about a year and it is still one of my uh, favorite things because I get to talk with my, my friend who has completely different ideas on the same exact thing we're talking about. So like if we're talking about, uh, I'll give a good example. Um, we recently saw the little, the little Things with Denzel Washington, Jared Leto, and um, Ram Malik. And I thought the movie was okay, and he thought it was great. And I, and I was like, it's just okay. And he goes, no, because, you know, they're going to make all this money because of Denzel, these names. And I was like, but that's not what the movie was about. And he goes, well, that doesn't matter. It's about the money for him. And because that's what the industry is about for him is money. And to me, I'm like, well, if I'm not entertained, I don't really, you know, I don't really get down for it. And he's all like, it doesn't matter. It's a, that's how you'll see another movie. They'll do another of the little things if they if it makes them, it makes enough money. And I, so I hope that explains the differences. So why blogging and when you uh, started uh, blogging? Well, I blog because I have like, um, and this is kind of crazy. This is me. I I have like these gremlins in my head. I like if I tell you, like you already probably know, when you tell me to, um, you're ready, I'm ready too. And so I, it's really hard for me. So like I'm a guy that if you say I need you to count from one to a hundred. I don't do one, two, three, five, ten, fifteen. I, I count all the way, all the numbers, right? And so in my head, I always kind of, always kind of felt that I needed to know what I did because people ask me like really stupid questions, like a lot. And then to me, at least, like they ask me like, "What did you eat for dinner?" And I'm like, 
why? I mean, it doesn't matter. But in my blog, I, I felt that I, I could keep a track of what I did the year, the day before and know what was going on. So then when people, and it was just for me, you know, it was just like, what was I, what was I doing? And so because people ask me questions and I'm like, it's really, that stuff really isn't that important to me. It, it's important in the moment, but it's not that important to me, you know, in the, as I go on. And people ask me questions that are always kind of like, to me, weird, because I, I, again, I'm always moving forward. I'm not always looking backwards, if that makes any sense. And that's kind of what my blog is about. It's about me. And uh, when in America, cycling, you know, USA Cycling used to, I used to be able to race. I can't race right now because of COVID. And so as a result, I don't race. All I do is uh, ride my bike right now, which is kind of, like I told you earlier, I, that's kind of boring to me. Because if I'm not, if there's no competition, I'm like, Ugh, this is kind of like, yeah, it's just training. So I'm like, that's kind of annoying. But the blog is to help me stay focused, I guess. If that, And it gives like insight. Because I'm also a book reviewer. So I review a lot of books. I read a lot of books and review them. So um, people like to read that and see what I'm, you know, what, what, what books I'm reading. So why all these things in your life? Say again, why am I doing all these things? Well, I mean, it's a life, right? I mean, shouldn't I be doing something? What are you starting to be doing? I should just be sitting at the house and, and counting uh, all the pens I owned or something? I don't know. I mean, to me, it, it just, it, it's not like I have, I don't ever think of it as things I'm doing. It's just what I do. And if I had, if, if I ever felt overwhelmed, I wouldn't do them, if that makes sense. Because like, to me, I should enjoy what I'm doing. And so I'm enjoying it. I really like to write. I've always loved to read. Uh, I I realize that I, I have to be active because um, being, I, I, I don't think I've, having, I, I've played a lot of sports all my life. So I've been coached and trained and all that. So it's really hard for me not to um, do something. And so to me, as long as it's not like, again, like it's not overwhelming, then I'm not, I don't feel bad about it. When I don't like to do it, then I don't want to do it anymore. Like, oh, I forgot to say that one of the things I, I do enjoy in, in, in India, I know they, they do this because I, I, I watch a lot of it. Um, I love to play chess. Now, chess is one of, my, one of my favorite things to do. And so I always thought to myself, if I had nothing to do, I'd play chess. Because, but it, I don't know if you ever played competitive chess. Oh, my God. My heart palpitates, man. It feels like I'm 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 in a race because you know you're like okay the next move you could win or lose and I'm like oh my god and that that to me is you know it's wonderful stuff. I lo- I like that kind of uh, anticipation and anxiety that that is driven from like competition. Uh, I'm a sportsman too. I'm a cricketer. I played for state and uh, national uh, oh, ton- cool. tournaments. Uh-huh. So I Very connected cool. with you when you said that uh, you rugby and you was into American football. Mm-hmm. So so most of your life uh, you spent in uh, in sports. Yeah, yeah. I was a uh, it, it, and it's it's kind of crazy. I have to tell you, I was uh, you know I, I, when I played rugby, I learned about cricket because I didn't even know what cricket was like, and um, I I was on the uh, national sevens team for a minute and. They um, 
they had some guys from India, I guess, and they, they were talking about cricket. And I was like, I don't even know what that is. And so they, they were really surprised. Like here in, in America, I came from football, right? So American football. And so when I played rugby, I didn't even know the rules of rugby. So I, and they were like, how do you not know the rules? I was like, because they didn't say I needed them. So I didn't really care to learn them. And then somehow they were trying to explain to me about cricket. And I was like, yeah, it's too complicated because all I really like the idea is I love the idea of throwing that ball and catching it. But after that, I mean, you know, the whole rules and ideas of all the, you know, the, you know what I'm talking about, all the intricacies of it, it, it gets complicated. And I, I'm like, well, I would rather be doing the part that's just the fun part. Again, the active part, you know, and it's, I think uh, cricket is really a fascinating sport. And I mean, obviously, but it, it, it's sometimes, it's like baseball to a certain extent, American baseball, because, you know, there are moments when it's just really the pitcher and the, and the batter and, but, and the outfielders and the fielders are just waiting. But that's and that's the wonderful part, right? But it's also boring if you're just a you know a spectator. So, so you said that uh, you represented for your uh, university. I also played for. Uh, I represented my college, and I was a captain uh, for my engineering college. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. So, can you tell more about it? How was uh, you playing for your uh, university team? Well, I mean. I'm 100 million years old now compared to, you know, when I was in college. And so um, I think that I, well, I'm going to back up because I had to think about how it was your question. is. I get the question, but I have to kind of think about it. So when I was playing football for a college that was it was I, it's the Pac-12 and, and the UC Berkeley is has always been seen as more of a uh, research school. So they didn't really see athletics as a big deal. And so when I got in, I just, you know, playing football was great and I enjoyed it. And I always, I think that, again, it, my old whole idea is if you enjoy being active and you enjoy something, you can, you'll, uh, you'll do your best at it. But if you don't enjoy it, it becomes really like a job and then it becomes no longer fun. And that's kind of how it was for me. And so I enjoyed it, but then, I didn't understand when I got to college because I don't know if you I, I don't know if you get paid in, in to play uh, cricket in college. In my college, I got paid. I got a scholarship. I got scholarships to you know go to go to the university and, and play there. And as soon as I had to had to get a scholarship, everything changed. It went from fun to a business. And. It became, and again, like I said earlier, it became not as fun. And I was like, well, why am I doing it if I'm not having fun, right? And, um, but I did enjoy, I enjoyed the practices. I enjoyed the games. I just didn't like the business side of it where, um, I, I mean, my freshman year, I, I, I had to spend almost the whole year just getting bigger because in college, I was, I was fast, but I wasn't big physically big. And so they wanted me to be, to put on like 20 extra pounds of muscle. And that was hard because they wanted me in a weight room. And I was like, what? And I was like, I don't, I didn't, I never lifted weights when I was in high school. And so when I went to college, they were like, you need to lift weights. And I was like, really? This sounds 
like a job suddenly. And my and because they gave me a scholarship, I suddenly had to start lifting weights. And that that was a little, I don't know, daunting for me because I was like, and, and I also wanted I was a, uh, I also ran track in high school and thought when I got to college, I, I was going to be allowed to run track because I was really good at track because I was really fast. And my getting my football scholarship meant that I couldn't run track. And I was like, wait a minute, I can't run track. I can't do anything I want to do. But my mom was like, well, they're paying for your school, man. You're going to do what they want. And I was like, ah, this sucks. And so I uh, played on the team for about two years. And then I said, I got to go. I couldn't do it anymore. I just couldn't. And I, um, I was I was never I was never just a jock. I wasn't just, you know, some some guy who could play the sport. I also was a student. So I got some scholarships at the same time and got got over. So that's how I made it through college. So what is the present book on which you are working on? So I'm working on a book called, well, I don't want to give the name away, I shouldn't say. So I'm working on a book that is um, about, it's science fiction. I, I, I don't ever believe that you have to write one genre. I know that the, many people like to write just only about one thing, like horror or uh, detective novels, all that. I like to write a lot of different stuff. So like I said, Teddy D was a, a kind of, hard-boiled kind of writing. Um, Bully Nation was science fiction. Uh, Nothing Simple was my romance. And um, the book that I'm writing right now is science fiction. And um, I have another YA book that I'm writing about uh, a high school experience about kids trying to get to college. So I I try to try to do varied stuff because, again, if if, like I told you just a second ago, if it's not if I'm not enjoying it, I'm not going to do it. So, I mean, I, I don't know if you've heard heard the the idea that you know for me, as you get older, you start to think to yourself, well, why do you do something that you're not enjoying? You know, so I think that's the most important part to me is to think, am I enjoying this? Is the writing something I want to do? And I mean, because the money is going to come if if you enjoy what you do. So. So you are saying that uh, you did something that you love all your life. I tried to. Yeah, I think. Well, obviously, you know. It's, it's been my goal to, tr- to find things that I enjoy to do. And if. Obviously, at times I've, I haven't, you know, you, I mean, sometimes you work at jobs you don't enjoy. Right. And um, but I've tried to make those very few and rare. But because I mean. As a teacher, when I was teaching, I loved it because I got the opportunity to uh, educate people. And the hardest part about teaching always is that it's it's never like uh, an immediate effect. You know, you can't teach someone and they go, oh, my God, you've changed my life. That doesn't happen like that. Instead, you know, five years later, they come back and go, what you said really was true. And I'm like, thank you. So that, you know, but it's it's never in that moment that they they get they gain something or they learn something or they value what you've taught them. That mean, you know, of course, if you teach them math or something and you, you say two plus two is, is four and they go, I always thought it was three. And then you go, yeah, okay. Now they can say, yeah, I can see that, but you're not going, they're not going to care until it really matters. You know what I mean? So they have to, um, 
it has to it, it has to ruminate in them for a bit for them to understand the value of it. And I think that's the greatest thing about teaching, but it's also the hardest thing about teaching because you know that you're just paying it forward and you're just hoping that what you're doing matters. And the same, and I think that's kind of how I write. I mean, with the belief that I'm paying it forward, I'm writing it, hoping that people in the future will see it because I don't know if if everyone will appreciate what you write when you write it because you know only a few that's why you have critics and critics will go no nah, it's okay and then you're like everyone says it's okay but if the question is is it amazing and and it takes time for people to understand that something is amazing what is the quality that you believe that uh, that is best in you and that is working for you and that is making you to wake up and wake up every morning well i think that um um, I want to say that as a Christian, because I'm a Christian, and I, I think that I've always wanted to live my life Christ-like. I always wanted to try to better people and better myself. I don't. I think that it's so easy for people to finger point and blame others and say, yeah, you, it could have been better or this or that. And I'm like, no, I think the whole idea is to try to, um, I, I'm trying to think how to phrase it, to make things better than they were when I uh, where I will, where I am when I leave, if that makes sense. So, like, whatever I'm doing, like my writings, I'm hoping are that are, are left make things better for someone. And I think that if m my conversation with you, I hope after this, you go, I hope that was a good conversation. You know, oh, I, I, you know, he's not a bad person, or that maybe what I'm saying. It has it has some value, you know, uh, and I think that unfortunately many people don't listen to each other. Like I, 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 I think it's amazing that because I did a lot of interviews when I was like I told you when I was doing music magazines and I was always surprised that people were like, you're listening to me. I'm like, of course, I'm listening to you. I, I, I asked you the question. I want to know what the answer is. And but people don't always do that. They just, you know, are just pushing it forward and missing out on what's really important. To me, at least not. I mean, and everything is always subjective. Right. So to me, it's that's what I believe is important is to listen to you, talk to you. And I not I, and I, I know that in, in this world that we live in, there are a lot of people who like to use each other. And, you know, this is like stepping on on you to get up, get somewhere else. I'm like, I don't, you can step on me. But the whole point would be, can't we just lift each other up? And I think that would be what I I try to do. And I'm very thankful all the time. And, you know, I, I like I told you, I, I, I thank you so much before this even came about. I was like, thank you for just even thinking about wanting to do this with me. I, you know, I think that people people don't always thank people and people don't appreciate what you're doing. I appreciate this just because you're doing it. Hope that makes sense. So tell me the benefits and the advantages that you got uh... Because of the quality, because of the skill that you have called listening. Mm, I think um, listening is kind of a it's a two edged sword. It's a good thing and a bad thing at the same time, because a lot of people don't think you're listening. So they say all sorts of dumb stuff and and think that, you know, you're not listening. And a person who if you have a com like me, I always wanted to be a conversationalist. I love to listen to people. And when I when I 
have a conversation, people are always surprised because they think that I'm going to always talk, right? In a conversation, I don't say very much. I just usually listen a lot. And I think that you you benefit from listening because you gain so much knowledge. And if like when you ask a question, I'm listening to your question and I'm listening to you and I'm looking at you. Right. And I'm paying attention. But if I'm not I'm like, if my, my, I'm doing this while you're talking or I'm not paying attention. You're like, yeah, you can see all that. Right. That's body language. But if you just hear what's being said, it really is. It really is significant. And for me, I think that listening, I, I, I've always, I, I don't have children or anything, but as a teacher, I've had, you know, hundreds of children. And I, I think I've become like, I've had like the mom ears where you and I could be talking and I could hear some a, a conversation next to us. And I'd be like, I'm listening to you, but I'm also listening to that, trying to figure out what's about to happen. And so it, it's, I think listening is, again, it's a, it's a curse and a gift. If you really listen, you, you can hear what's being said and also understand what's being said. But simultaneously, it's a curse because you are listening and you are hearing exactly what's being said. And you know what, what that what that really is being what, what they really are saying, if that makes sense, if that makes sense. So you was uh, you're a podcaster, you're an author, uh, you're a cyclist, you're a rugby player, you're a footballer. And you're a teacher, so you said six, so five, five <laughs> to six. So from all these uh, different uh, fields, what? So you are a mixture of all these things. Yeah, I'm I'm a Renaissance man. That's my favorite phrase ever. When I was a kid, I always wanted to be a Renaissance man. You know, uh, a poet, a poet warrior, or uh, a philosopher king. You know, I I love that. I mean, I've always wanted that. I mean, to be honest. You know, when I was a, when I was really young, my, one of my favorite things my teacher asked me was when you when when you envision your future. If they ever erect a statue to you, what would the what would that statue say? Right. Or what would it where would it be? And I said, and I, I remember I must have been like eight or nine years old. And I said, I want my statue to be in a park so all the kids can see it and on it to say. Mark Sneed was a renaissance man. And my teacher was like, do you even know what that means? And I was like, I wouldn't have said it if I didn't. And that's, that's how I am. So uh, at last, do you have anything to say about uh, yourself and uh, any good message to the world who watches this video from anywhere on this planet? Well, I think that all I would say is what I said you know, over and over to you just throughout this is that just be... I'm trying to be a good person. I, I, I hope that what I say um, has some significance and, and some resonance that follows me after I uh, shake this mortal coil. And um, But I think that um, I just want to be, be a good person. And I know that people say that, but don't really know. What, I mean, you know, it sounds good. I really want it to, in the end, hopefully be a voice that people remember uh, as being important for black male voices, if that makes sense, and especially here in America. So one last question, uh, what made you, uh, what made you yourself to make uh, the things that uh, done? I mean, not, uh, not every time that you wanted will happen. 
yeah not what you love is not going to happen so how you mm-hmm. made the things possible well i mean i don't i don't think i can answer that specifically other than that other than to keep trying you know um i i'm i'm a hard worker i keep working i know that odds are always against me i mean they always have been against me but to keep trying you know um the more you try the more, uh, i i the i want to remember the quote i think the quote is the harder you work the luckier luckier you are and i kind of believe that so i think that i'm going to continue to work hard and try to become more and more lucky as i keep working harder and harder so at last have you seen any videos of mine uh, on youtube or uh, on, on podcast have you course. Dude, I, I I'm a researcher. I definitely pay attention. So yeah, I definitely was looking at them, and I was like, the thing that was interesting to me is because you're in India. I was like, I was I was so surprised to see that you you talked to a bunch of people from England. I was like, wow, that's really cool. And I was like, but I was like, I'm American. So I'm like, okay, this is gonna be different because I was like wondering if I I was supposed to have like a monocle and so I go well. Well, hello there, chap. You know, but because I don't, I don't, I don't have all that. But I, yeah, I definitely uh, uh, looked at your stuff because you know I don't, I don't just want to be on something I'm, I don't know anything about. You know, so yeah. So thank you. I definitely appreciate it. And uh, your, your, I, I was gonna say your hair's grown out. You, you know, it's, it's, it's bigger than it, than it usually is. I was gonna say that because I saw that in the videos. I was like, oh, okay. Because when I saw you, I was like, what? Okay, that's cool. So what do you felt when you saw me talking with different people? Uh, I mean, like I said, it, it, it's, it's interesting because it reminds me of, of our, my podcast, except that my podcast is me and my friend on, in, in Chicago. So it's, we do this by, like on the phone, right? And it's very similar where, you know, it's, it's friendly, it's conversational, and it's 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 enjoyable and i'm talking about you yours is that's what i'm talking about yours is friendly uh conversational and informative which is really good so yeah thank you so much sir <laughs> all right thank you appreciate it thank you sir for giving me your valuable time and uh, uh, telling uh, completely about yourself uh, uh, directly or indirectly you are going to be uh, motivation and inspiration for a lot of people who are unable to do what they wanted in their life for sure after listening to you and uh, watching you and uh, listening to your words your words are valuable and uh, your life experience is valuable maybe uh, who watches from uh, this video from germany who listens this podcast from germany it will be very very inspiring and motivational and uh, they may do something that they cannot do after listening to you well thank you and i i mean I think that's what I like about I was going to say, that's what I should have said is that's what I liked about your uh your videos that I saw that they are that they that yours are very very inspirational too and I like that. I mean, I think that you know, we have to try to lift each other up. I said that earlier and I really do believe in that. I don't, you know, it's not just some I don't know, some like catchphrase or something. I I really think it's important that we try to help each other cuz this world is going to be us. and if we don't make some decisions you know it's go- we're just going to eat each other up and not in a good way so so thank you so much have a good day so at last uh, oh, in sorry. your style uh, at last in your style uh, 
your own words any words which are impactful uh, which are powerful because uh, you are a sportsman right so obviously your words will be very very uh, powerful so any words that will affect the brains of the people who watches who listens to this mm. uh, it's hard it's sort of like it's hard to on demand to come up with something like big important right now i think that you know just just be kind to each other right be kind to each other and try to understand their everyone's situation i think that everyone's in a struggle everyone's in, in some kind of battle i mean we visible and invisible right and we just got to understand that and you know a lot of a lot of the hate that i see comes from pe- the hate from themselves and i think that we have to sometimes be aware of that and pe- take that into consideration it doesn't mean that we we allow it or we accept it but we just it 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 helps us to um to not just lash out all the time hopefully that helps Thanks so can you. i yeah can okay. i put this video on my youtube channel on social media on internet on my podcast with your permission I, 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 what am I supposed to say? We've talked for like 18 hours. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. Sir. Keep going. I keep doing what you love and keep inspiring. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Take care.